After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Today's guest is Mark Tilker, President and CEO of the Marathon Group of Companies, which includes BEI Hawaii and HTNT. Mark spent 10 years with C. Brewer & Company Limited, most recently as Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer of Brewer Environmental Industries, LLC. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Mark Tilker. Welcome to our show, Mark. Thank you very much. So what is the Marathon Group and what do you do? The Marathon Group is a holding company for BEI and HTNT. BEI is one of our core companies. We sell ag chemicals, fertilizer, and industrial chemicals. It also sells pesticides and has a bleach manufacturing. HTNT has a Peterbilt, Volvo, and GMC franchises for the state of Hawaii. That's medium and heavy-duty trucks. BEI is a distribution company. HTNT is a truck dealership. BEI and HTNT are spinoffs from what C Brewer used to be. They were C Brewer operating companies, and as C Brewer was liquidating. I saw an opportunity, myself and my partners, to buy those companies. I was the chief financial officer of BEI for uh, 10 years. Those guys were, you know, trying to sell the company. So I saw an opportunity. And so I spent four and a half years auditing all these companies. And uh, one of the companies was BEI, which was Brewer Chemical Company. And I worked at BEI for about... 10 years, and the guys who owned, who had done the leverage buyout in 1986 for C. Brewer, had, they were getting older, and they had decided to, that they wanted some liquidity. So they had decided to sell their operations, and so I figured, hmm, that'd be interesting. So a lot of people were putting together groups to try to buy some of the C. Brewer operations. Some people were trying to buy Mauna Loa and the different companies. A lot of the real estate, they had about 100,000 acres of land, or maybe less, some leased land. And, of course, we couldn't buy all of BEI because they had a lot of different operations. They had operations in Guam. They had a construction business. They had a microbiological laboratory. So we put together as much money as we could. It wasn't really that much. So we had to go to the banks and borrow a lot of money. So we had a little bit of equity and a lot of debt. And then 9-11 then came, and a lot of the banks fell out. So when we were done, we only had a little bit of money. And so we bought a much different BEI much smaller BEI. And so we, we couldn't take all the employees. We took about half the employees, too. And so we went and opened business January 2002 and called it BEI Hawaii, mostly because we didn't want to spend the money to change the logos. Well, what about the trucking company? It's true. Um, and we had a lot of trucks and stationery and stuff. And we, we had to pay back debt as fast as we could. And so then what we did was we operated BEI, and then about six months later, we went back, and Brewer continued to sell their operations off, and we were doing pretty well, paying off debt, and the interest rates were favorable, and we were generating a lot of cash flow. So we went back, and we bought HTNT, not for any particular reason except that it was co-located on our land in Ivalet. 
not because of you know any particular alike business or anything like that. It wasn't you know a chemical business or anything. But we reasoned at the time that we could buy HTNT and we can use the accounting department of BEI. We didn't need a, a separate accounting department or an IT department. We could use all the back office that we had at BEI, and so we could save a lot of money. And that's what we did. We just added on HTNT, which was located at the same place as ours. And so we did that. We went back to the banks, and we both just piled on more debt. And that's really the way it started. And then in 2003, we formed the Marathon Group to hold these assets. And then we also had BES, which was an environmental consulting company, which was part of BEI, which we subsequently sold a couple of years later. And things continued to be – we were lucky. I guess. Paid we off were all able your debt? To pay off all our debt at HTNT a couple of years early, and the economy was good in Hawaii, and we did all right. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The greater good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. This is Mark Tilker, President and CEO and one of the principal owners of the Marathon Group of Companies. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Mark Tilker, President and CEO of the Marathon Group of Companies, which includes BEI Hawaii and HTNT. So you were the auditor, and then you decided to go into this investment type of thing. What made you do it? I was actually the auditor at C. Brewer, and then they offered me a job at, uh, at BEI. And so I was the CFO there, and so I knew the business at BEI. And I was also one of the uh, subsidiaries of BEI was HTNT, so I happened to be the CFO of HTNT, so I knew that business. And one of my partners was running HTNT at the time, so him and I, he's since retired, so he knew HTNT really well. I didn't know much about trucks at all. So what made you think that you could run the company as opposed to just audit it? Well, just apply business principles, I think. And uh, I always wanted to run the company. And, uh, you know, I, I had tried a lot of businesses when I was younger, failed at most of them. And um, I don't know, it was just something that said. So let's, I think talk I about, can... let's talk about those failures, you know, some of the things that you tried, that, uh, failures, and what did you learn from it so that as you got older, you became wiser and you reached this success? Um, what did I learn? I learned that um, you shouldn't give up. I think you got to just keep trying. I mean, uh, I think I always wanted to run a business, and I don't know. I just uh, I didn't have monumental failures. I mean, I just tried things, and they didn't work, and I just went on. I mean, I always knew I'd do something. I just didn't know what it was, and you never know where it's going to be. I mean, my failures were, you know, applying for jobs and not getting them, trying small businesses and them not working, 
you know, spending a lot of money that I borrowed and having to pay it back. And uh, what I learned was that, um, you know, small failures are okay. I mean, at least you're doing something. I mean, it's better to try and to fail than not try at all. And uh, so, you know, and I always learned something. What were the businesses that you tried, the smaller businesses, um, early on? Let's see. Um, I imported bottled water from Austria, and uh, I did this in the 80s. And I always felt bottled water was big, and uh, so I imported this water called Vuslau. And uh, I borrowed a lot of money and brought a lot of water in, and uh, I was way ahead of my time. I wish I had done that now, and I had this North American uh, distributorship for bottled water. Borrowed a lot of money and um, just couldn't make it work. Had nowhere to store it, and uh, just I lost I lost everything. It wasn't a lot of money at the time, you know, but um, it, I mean, relatively speaking. I mean, then it was a lot of money to me, and um, then couple of years later, I saw that water in an airport, and I thought, oh, man, <laughs> I wish. But um, that was one. Another thing I tried was uh, textiles. I imported textiles from Europe. Uh, it was Loden coats, and I uh, subsequently found out that they were coats that the Nazis wore, <laughs> and, and that was, uh, that was quite a, a business. I really liked the coats. I thought, oh, these are great. This is when I lived on the East Coast, and uh, they were, uh, I thought they were beautiful coats. That didn't work out too well. I tried a lot of real estate. It, they were, you know, compared to the real estate here, it was nothing. I mean, this was uh, an area that was marshland. And uh, now I go back there and see this, this land in south, n southern New Jersey. And, I mean, it's booming. And um, on the outskirts of uh, Philadelphia. And um, I was way ahead of my time there, too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, back then it was, you know. So I was what, a pioneer. So what what did you learn from those experiences? I I owe a lot to my uh to my dad. He bailed, bailed me out a lot. I was borrowing a lot of money. And uh of course he always made me pay him back, you know, at 18%. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I still owe him money. What's the reason that you started going into business at a young age, taking chances and risks? Who was your example? I don't know. I just always worked. I always had a job. As, as far back as I can remember. I mean, I was always working. I just was always doing something. And um, I, I don't know who my example was because no one ever sat down to me with me and said, you got to work or you got to get a job. I just always liked it. I was like, you know, I always had a job. I was always working. But it wasn't only a job. I mean, you're starting businesses. You're taking risks. You're looking for investors. As far back as I, as I can remember, I was doing something. You know, I was selling something. I was doing something door to door. I was working with the Boy Scouts. You know, I was just always doing something. I was always like, what do you collecting. mean you're doing something door to door? What were you doing door to door? I was selling Social Security cards. You know, that were engraved. I was selling flower seed. You know, I was selling. I was selling whatever I could. I was always doing something. And people would buy that. Yeah, they'd buy things. And I was just always doing something. You know, I can remember having a job ever since I was little. And. uh I don't know. I was just always doing something. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide 
and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. This is Mark Tilker, President and CEO and one of the principal owners of the Marathon Group of Companies. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Mark Tilker, President and CEO of the Marathon Group of Companies, which includes BEI Hawaii and HTNT. When did you start getting involved with community affairs um, and giving back? Well, the first, the first community service job I ever had was uh, in Philadelphia. I, um, I got involved with the Multiple Sclerosis Society when I was about 26, 27 years old. And uh, it was when I was working for Cigna Corporation. And um, we started this Young Professionals Auxiliary to the Multiple Sclerosis Society. And uh, it was really almost like a singles club. And um, it, was, it was fun. We enjoyed it. And uh, I did it with a lot of my friends. And um, we had parties and we raised money. And um, that was really the first community service I, I did. And then when I moved back here full time to be with my family in about 1990, I got involved with Junior Achievement little bit with um, the American Cancer Society and um, those jobs were a little different um, they weren't really jobs they were a little community service but I didn't know anyone when I moved here in 1990 I mean my family was here but I hadn't grown up here I didn't go to high school here and so my involvement was more about my discipline I had a degree in accounting so they made me the treasurer and uh, so my participation was, okay, you're going to be the treasurer. And so I did a lot of work with the charities. Then, I think a lot like you guys, I was a Pacific Century Fellow. And that kind of opened my eyes to community service. And after that, I wanted to get involved. And also, when I sort of started running my companies, my involvement in the community changed a little bit. People would come to me and I'd sort of look out for the employees a little more and I was a little more touched. I got involved in the American Red Cross. Someone got me involved in that and I would pay a little bit more attention at board meetings and stuff because the American Red Cross wasn't just about doing, you know, walkathons and telethons and bowlathons. It was real interesting to me because I realized that the people at the American Red Cross really cared. I mean, they were responding to disasters, fires, floods. And it wasn't just about going to these dinners and buying tables. It was that they were really doing something. And then uh, I got involved in some of these other charities, and I realized that they were touching people. They were, people were having, you know, diseases and cancer, and they were affecting my employees, their mothers, their cousins, their brothers, their aunties. And it was important, the work. And um, so I got involved. And that's some of these boards that I'm on. And it's not just raising money. It's not just going to these walks and these dinners. Um, people are really affected and that these charities are doing something. 
And so that's when I started to get involved. How did you start getting involved, though? Because some people don't know where to start. They sort of got me involved. People would approach me and they'd say, hey, can you help us here? Can you help us there? Or you knew somebody who had this, or you knew somebody who had that, or somebody's brother had that, or, you know, so they, they kind of found me, you know, and, uh, you know, they're, they're all important causes. I mean, there's not a bad charity out there, and the pie is only so big, and everybody's jockeying for the same dollars. And, you know, I, I'm like, I can't say no. I mean, I just, I'm like that. I just, you know, it's, my dad always taught me, you know, if you want something done, give it to a busy person, and it'll get done. And that's what I do. What change did you see in your business life um, after starting to get involved in these nonprofits, boards, and different organizations? I just felt better about myself. Uh, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I, my business life was just, I, I feel blessed. I mean, the company's doing well, um, the economy's good, and, uh, you know, I have great partners, and, you know, it, that that part of my life was going great. So I felt like it was not an obligation, but it was important. And so I made sure that my partners understood that it was important to me, and so it should be important to the company, and they agreed that, you know, the community can benefit, and therefore the company should benefit. And um, they were all for it. You know, this should be part of our mission, you know, to take care and to give back. And the employees are great like that. You know, if we say, like this past Saturday, we did this uh, walk for autism. You know, I'm not on the board of autism or anything, but we needed to help out somebody who had autism. And boom, we were there. I think we had uh, 33 walkers, and we gave money, you know, lots of money. And boom, everybody came out, and we did it. I'm not on the board, and nobody I know is on the board, and we were there. We just did it. So where did the Gift Foundation come into this? That is an absolutely great charity. It's actually a group. Uh, I was approached by um, a really good friend, actually, um, and he said, we want you to be on the, the board, the Gift Foundation. And I'm really pleased that he did because that's a fun board. I mean, of all the boards that I'm on, um, I enjoy that. That's a group of um, young, really caring, professional people who throw a party around Halloween or at Halloween every year. It's a costume party. Really, their mission is to give back, and they're philanthropic people, and they are young professionals, and they just have a blast. I mean, every board meeting is, uh, everybody just, the ideas just fly, and nothing is off limits, and everybody has fun, and um, I'm probably one of the old, they'll probably put me out to pasture pretty soon. I mean, they're bringing in younger people. I think there's about 16 or 17 on the board now, and I've been doing it maybe three years, and um, they're just great. You know, they're very committed and everybody participates, and everybody's got a job. Uh, you know, they just, everybody signs up for something and just 
boom. And I mean, we started earlier this year, and they pick a theme, and um, it's a blast. I mean, it's just an awesome charity. And um, now they're picking uh, the who the beneficiary is going to be. And uh, the Gift Foundation, is it, it's great. And that thing's going to be around for a long time. And um, it's a blast. It's a bunch of young professionals who are just, they're going to make a statement. And they are. It's, it's, it's a good time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Hawaiian time, Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites, For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. This is Mark Tilker, President and CEO and one of the principal owners of the Marathon Group of Companies. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Mark Tilker, President and CEO of the Marathon Group of Companies, which includes BEI Hawaii and HTNT. How do you decide where you're going to spend your time, though? Because, you know, you're involved with so many things. I'm sure a yeah. lot of people are well, um, asking you to be a part of Yeah. Well, it's it's either you know it's either charity or Toys R Us. Those are the two places I spend all my time. I uh, you know it if it's um I it's really how I'm feeling. I mean I you know it's, if it's important then I'll do it. I don't know. I don't. You know. Is it just a matter of asking you then? Because yeah. you know I'm fundraising right now, Mark. Well, yeah. <laughs> For uh, the Girl Scouts, <laughs> yeah, I do that of. already. Yeah. <laughs> Woman's fund. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, She's uh, not joking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what tips could you give me being involved with so many different nonprofit boards in regards to fundraising? Um, Evan mentioned that you're really good at fundraising. So how are you able to figure out, okay, this list is for this um, fund and this list is for that fund? And how do you organize it so that it's balanced and you're able also to balance your time? Well, I do things that are important. Uh, well, let's see. How do I balance my time? Balance or, your time and then also... Or how do I decide who to call for what That too. For yeah, what that was money. a question. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I try not to make a nuisance of myself, and I don't, you know, I don't call people. I, you know, you have to be careful because um, you know people are going to get offended. You know, in other words, I wouldn't call Evan and say, Evan, I need $100,000 for, you know... I'll say he's not home. 
yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's a really good question. I, I just, you just know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, you just know when it feels right. You just know what, what's important and you don't want to offend anyone. And you also have to realize you can't make a nuisance of yourself. You know, you can't call the same people for all the same things. And, um, I don't know. It's, I guess it's almost like a sixth sense, you know, um, I don't know. You just can't call everyone for everything and you have to know what's appropriate. So are you, you looking know? for or thinking about if they may be passionate about that thing? So you're going to ask them to support you in supporting this fund as well? Well, you know, you, you just, you, you just, I don't know. I, I guess I can't put it into words. I mean, different people have different passions and different charities and you can't, it's, it's a very personal thing. Some people don't give. Some people support schools in India, and some people, you know, like to give to charity, and some people don't like to disclose what they give. And you, you just begin to know what people give and why they give and how they give. And some people like don't like to disclose what they give, and um, there's a lot of trusts they give. And you, you just begin to know what people, you know, do. And what they don't do, and it's a personal thing. What are you concentrating on as you're building relationships for in, friendships? In general, yeah, just, or just relationships, because it seems that you're good at building relationships. You know, turning business uh, business acquaintances into friends, and so on, and vice versa. You know, what what techniques, or I mean, what you know, what what's your mindset as you're going through that for people maybe who aren't that good at it? I don't know. I think you just have to if you're. You know, if you're a good friend, then you're a friend. I don't, you know, I really don't. <laughs> I, don't you have any strategy no, in no, life? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like you're strategically meeting someone. No, I'm just kidding. Which strategy? You know, I think the only strategy is to is to do something you like. And, and if you like it, you're going to do it well. I mean, you know, at work, I want people to enjoy what they do. And I think if they enjoy what they do, they're going to do it well. I try really hard not to, you know, second-guess people. I don't want them to second-guess themselves. I mean, is that a strategy? Yes, right? Uh, I don't want people to feel like they have to be there. You know, if they have to be there, I don't want them there. Is that a strategy? You know, if they're looking at the clock all the time, don't be there. You know what I mean? I always wanted a company. I worked at a very large corporation in Philadelphia where if you're promoted, you get a certain size desk. If you get promoted, you get a certain color furniture. I didn't want that kind of company. You know, I wanted to, I, I wanted to find what motivates people. You know, some people it's, it's the size of their office. Some people it's their title. Some people it's money. Some, I wanted to find what motivates you and then give you that. And if that motivates you, great. You know, maybe you like to come to work at 10 o'clock and work till 10 at night. I wanted to find what motivates that person and then make, you know, help you to excel at what you do and, and have that kind of company someday. You know, that was important to me. I mean, but I'm not good at communicating what that strategy is. I just wanted to enable you to be the best at what you do so that you could help make our company great you know I don't know if that's if I can communicate that to you but I wanted to 
be able to create that kind of company. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii.